Hey guys, welcome back to the Deep End Podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and today I have a very special guest, Hannah Vella, a women's wisdom educator. Today, we are going to talk about a lot of the wisdom that you've collected over the last eight years of your journey in educating women and becoming more in tune with their body and understanding their wombs and their pussies and all the emotional stuff that comes with that. And so, yeah, today we'll be speaking into what that's like on a very intimate level for a woman to tune into her womb space and the tools that you use to help women connect with with themselves so thank you so much for being here thank really you for having me thank you for that amazing introduction <laughs> I feel like a game show host every time I'm just like welcome to the podcast um okay so I would love for my listeners to hear from you what your experience has been like and what um basically drew you to this work what inspired you to go down this path Mm -hmm. yeah beautiful well uh eight years ago I was getting out of a relationship that was a little bit toxic (laughs) uh reflecting my own you know needing neediness at the time and where I was at in my growth and uh, I realized I had a lot of sexual shame and guilt that I was needing to heal from after exiting that connection. And um, that manifested at the time and so many multi-layered layers to this and it's own, it is its own rabbit hole. Um, but I was experiencing candida at the time and mm. just went down this like, okay, like what's this about? How can I heal this? And it just catapulted me into like this passionate research of understanding the womb and the energetics of the womb and the pussy and just like the more that I delved into it and the more that I talked about it with other sisters I was like oh my god like this has not been available this was not part of my education growing up and just feeling the the delight on women's faces when they were learning different pieces about themselves that they'd never heard before it just Mm -hmm. like lit this torch in me (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Because we weren't educated, you know, we were having this conversation before that the only education we got as young women, and I'm assuming that it's still happening in the the school system, Mm -hmm. is very basic. Yeah. 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 I was saying this morning that for me it was what happens when you're menstruating, what happens when you're pregnant and you give birth and how to put a condom on a banana. Yeah. And that was about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and there was no, what does it feel like uh, to have a no in your body, you know? What does it feel like to deeply listen to yourself? Um, What are the energetics of the pussy as, like, a a deep reflection of your own internal world? And, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's so much there. There's so much wisdom there, which I love that you're doing this work and supporting women in this. Mm -hmm. And so you went on the path and you have just been on your journey discovering through your own experience and now you're helping women what are some of the most common challenges that you see in your clients yeah I mean I work with like the main two things really are menstrual pain pain during sex and just a complete disconnect from sensation or pleasure. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like our pleasure potential as women is so, so huge. Mm -hmm. And for most women, they're not even experiencing like a tiny percent of that. Mm. Um, And so they're just 
they're not enjoying it so they're disconnected from that in themselves um and also i'm working a lot with women with sexual trauma of some kind um and usually at that point when they're coming to see me they've maybe um they've been with it for a long time and they're at a point where they're really ready to like let that go um so it's yeah it's really beautiful like powerful complete like recalibration of relationship with self and yeah wow yeah yeah it's so fascinating I was eating my words up my partner said to me the other day he was like we all have sexual trauma I'm like I don't have sexual trauma because mm. I have this definition that sexual trauma is sexual assault or it is being um, abused sexually or that sort of stuff but like I recall many drunken nights where I probably didn't want to say yes mm-hmm. and there were like there's other things that have happened where I haven't the trauma that I think I've experienced is like saying yes when my body's actually said no mm-hmm. and bypassing that. Yeah. So what does like, yeah, what's your definition of sexual trauma? Yeah, I mean, there's there's like medical trauma, which is something we don't often consider. Like, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, it's like basically what you just said. It's like when I feel like it occurs when we haven't been taught how to listen to our no. Mm. and how to back that yeah. and, and realise that our pleasure and our experience is of worth and not just about the other person. Mm. And, like, so what does it feel like for me to be in a completely embodied yes? And sometimes we bypass that because we want to be loved, we want to be liked, we don't want to discourage the connection mm. um, or whatever's going on in that way. Or sometimes, you know, it's, like, more intense than that and we have said no and that hasn't been listened to. And so it's, yeah, I just feel like when it's a, a bypassing of, of the body's voice mm. and our pussy and our voice is so intrinsically linked, like our throat is made from the same our vocal cord tissue, like around our voice box, mm. our voice box um, is made from the same tissue as our pussy. And wow. when we vibrate from our voices and sing and make sound, it opens the cervix. And so like they're really connected. So it's shut down voice is like wow. the same as a, a shutdown pussy and vice versa. They really impact each other. Holy crap, I'm like getting full body tingles. <laughs> yeah. You know when the truth just lands and it's just yeah. like you have a full body experience? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what's happening for me right now. Nice. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really um it's really intense. Like as you're see- as you're speaking, I'm having like flashbacks to my teens and like being called frigid because I didn't want to jump into bed and like mm-hmm. explore my sexuality and like that narrative was playing out. And you know, I, I just wonder about young women today and how they might be navigating their sexuality mm-hmm. and yeah. exploring this space. Yeah, and- it's so sacred. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a huge piece. It's like when you really when you start to connect with the womb. Mm. And you start and you start to connect with your pussy and you really understand like the sacredness and the specialness of what it is to invite someone into your body. And like, you know, if you want to be having sex with lots of people, that's amazing. Mm. As long as you're doing it from a place of like, this is truly what I want. Mm. And this is what my body is saying yes to, then go for it. Yeah. But um, if that's, you know, maybe controlling you from another place and it's like, okay, what's going on there? But yeah, I think it's it's like when you're really listening and understanding the sacredness of that, it's so much easier to back it and speak up for it. Mm. Um, And like, for me, I went through a period where I did a huge cleanse of like consciously tuning into everyone I'd been with um, and 
sitting with could I still feel them in my body could I still feel their energy and it's like as women we are on a physical level receivers of the seed Mm -hmm. so you know our wombs are like sponges we Mm. receive like the energy from our partners and we are taught to hold that and we often aren't taught how to like clear it so for me after doing a huge cleanse of like everyone I've been with and consciously like going in and clearing everyone I felt like a virgin again wow (laughs) I was like doing a detox on food and then I was very discerning about who I invited in after that it's Mm. like a lot easier yeah yeah and I'm imagining that the quality of of person that you're attracting in enhanced as well because you're valuing yourself yeah yeah absolutely and so what about for women who may not remember who they have been with like Mm -hmm. and they've had these really this long list of lovers yeah because they didn't honor their bodies question yeah yeah i feel like that just it, it comes from creating a deeper relationship deeper relationship and deeper listening with the womb mm. and for a lot of people like because <clears throat> we can't physically touch the womb it's mm. like hard to connect and like associate with where that actually is mm-hmm. and so it's just a really gentle slow process of like just bringing your awareness there mm. like even a little bit every day and just like creating the space of stillness to drop in and listen and be like okay what can I feel like what sensations mm. are present and the more sensitive you become to that like mm. okay what's the texture of this it feels heavy or it feels like my energy's going somewhere else and it's mm. it's really just about coming into that stillness which I feel like is such a reflection of what the feminine is about it's like deep listening yeah and um could get into if you want talking about the relationship with the nervous system through that space because that weaves in with do we want to go there i would love to go there (laughs) i'd love to talk about so this is going into womb gates Uh yeah awesome yeah 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 Yeah, because it really is its own rabbit hole Mm. so uh i'll start at the so the womb gates are like if you're looking at an energetic perspective, it's like an initiatory threshold that is anchored in the physical body. Like you have mm. the first gate, your only lips, second gate, uh, the clitoris, sorry, second gate is the G spot. Third gate is the clitoris. Fourth gate is the cervix. Okay. There's more, but we'll talk about the physical ones because mm-hmm. the others are a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> and so each gate vibrates. It's like a, a frequency of, Uh, So the first gate, for an example, is trust. Mm -hmm. So that's the only lips. So it's like before you've even entered the pussy, it's like what is your relationship like with trust and having whoever you're connecting with or yourself even connect with the only lips first and open Mm. the pussy from that space instead of just bypassing the go for penetration or even just going straight for the clitoris. It's like working with the muscles of the only lips where we hold a lot of tension there's a lot of pressure points in there Mm -hmm. those muscles connect directly in with the nervous system Mm -hmm. so it's like a a complete softening into building trust with the body building trust with the other person like allowing that opening to happen Mm -hmm. before you're just going straight for it Mm -hmm. and when you come to the g-spot it's like the entrance of the yoni and this is like the most beautiful thing. And a lot of guys don't realize it's like, if you actually sit your cock at the entrance of the yoni, sorry for those, I realize I'm saying yoni. Yoni means sacred space yeah. in Sanskrit for those who don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're sitting at the entrance of the pussy and you're really listening to like whether or not she's feeling open, 
you can feel like a drawing in. There's like a magnetic yes that sips in and it's so exquisite to just like yes. ride that and mm. feel her like draw you in instead of like trying to push. Yeah. Well, I've got full body chills <laughs> listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> and like sometimes, you know, you'll be hot and heavy and you want to go a little bit faster and you won't want to be with the slowness. But I think like reeling mm. it back to experience that and feel that you know build that trust from the ground up again it's like really exquisite and mm. so the g-spot is also directly connected with the uh the thyroid so at the voice so each each womb gate has a relationship with a gland in the body that i'll talk about and they're formed in utero in the uterus at the same time oh wow yeah and so they maintain a really close relationship so Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. So as we're, like, being formed, mm-hmm. these two, the 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 gland for the, the thyroid, thyroid mm-hmm. is being created at the same time as the G-spot. The G-spot. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, the thyroid is about balancing hormones. It's connected with the voice. So it's, like, our ability to speak up for ourselves, oh, our ability to honour that boundary mm-hmm. of like is my pussy saying yes is it saying mm-hmm. no speaking up for that yeah. and when she's open and she's vibrating and we're able to like allow ourselves to even receive someone in then like you know the voice the voice opens with that expression so yeah that's really exquisite <laughs> <laughs> and yeah look needing to have that space to be able to vocally express as well mm-hmm. like shamelessly is really important for me mm-hmm. and is this why like because I feel like if I can't express myself vocally the the experience in when I'm being intimate with somebody and I'm having to like be quiet or like shut that part down mm-hmm. yeah so it's I'm hearing what you're saying it's like it's the voice of saying yes or no but then on expression of pleasure as well mm-hmm. so the link is is, is that right yeah okay. absolutely it's like and i'll speak into how the voice also opens up the cervix but mm. um as we go cool but um as i was saying you we were sharing a little bit about this last night um mm. so for the g-spot the vibrational key is gratitude and mm. it's really cool looking at joe dispenser's work who's a um quantum scientist yeah (laughs) and I really love how he's bridging the spiritual with science in a Mm. way that like you know people can actually see the proof of and understand Mm. so he has this um Mm. understanding that when we're of a higher vibration of like feeling joy feeling gratitude like our our frequency lifts to the point where if we're wanting to create something we're wanting to call something in like it happens quicker because you're at a, a faster vibration in your body whereas if you're in a denser space of grief sadness there's nothing wrong with that but it's just like the 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 electromagnetic field that can be measured the body is like a slower pulse Mm -hmm. and so it's like matter trying to affect matter Mm -hmm. so he's always going on about gratitude being Mm -hmm. one of the most powerful ways to like magnetize what we want and create what we want because we're amplifying our field and we're Mm -hmm. like reinforcing to like the universe through our thoughts um yeah. this is what i want and yeah. more of this because the subconscious doesn't actually understand the difference between i don't um, yeah i don't want it just here's the thing and then it gives you evidence to yeah express that that's carl jung says this he was a the pioneer of archetypal consciousness as uh-huh. you are aware for the listeners who don't know that mm-hmm. um and he says something like for as long as you 
make until you make the unconscious conscious, you'll continue living as though you like you believe that everything that happens in your life, you call it fate, yeah. something like that. I can't remember. I'm just totally butchering this quote. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, it's very interesting because our unconscious does create our mm-hmm. our external world, and if we're not aware of what our unconscious thoughts are. So yeah. I'm really into this sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> but yeah, so uncon so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, good. Yeah, it's like <laughs> this is what I love about kinesiology, which yeah. I've been studying over the last two years also, is just um realizing the power of the subconscious. Mm. And like if you think about the conscious mind as the tip of the iceberg, the subconscious, which is our body. Yeah. And everything is stored in the like the lower iceberg area that's mm. controlling our reality. And so if we're telling ourselves a story about I don't want this, the subconscious just hears the the thing and goes, yeah. all right, I'll reinforce that that is what it is. So if you're shifting it into conscious and you know it's neural pathways that are formed that we uh like for me, it's been realizing like it can't be that easy, but it's actually mm. really hard to like change the conscious pattern. Oh my god, it's so hard. Yeah. It's like one of the to master the mind mm-hmm. that is the, the yeah, especially when it's ingrained in the nervous system. Yeah, the patterns, mm-hmm. the mind and body. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard. Yeah. So back to like the gratitude piece. Yeah. It's like when you're focusing on that, you're from that mental subconscious fear, you're projecting that out. Mm-hmm. And then with the G spot, like the reflection of the feminine reflection with our relationship with our pussy, it's that magnetic energy of the feminine. Mm. The feminine in our essence is magnetic and we're web spinners. And if we are in our center and we're really sitting on our throne mm-hmm. of like, you know, in our, our core. Queen energy. Yeah. <laughs> but like just anchored in our true essence. Yeah. yeah. Then like we can magnetize from there from a really mm. effortless place. Um, and that's a complete rewiring of how a lot of us go about creating things, feeling like we need to project forward, mm-hmm. um, which isn't necessarily as sustainable. Yeah, I'm learning this, running my own business and noticing how masculine I can be. Same. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, where I've inherited this from, from you know, pop culture and just the mainstream and, you know, Western culture mainly mm-hmm. of yeah, I need to work this many hours. I need to be putting in this much work and, you know, but, like, I burn out. Yeah. Women weren't where our bodies are not even designed to have that much testosterone and cortisol surging through us. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and that's why we get overwhelmed and I'm sure you yeah, have experienced this as well being in yeah. ever in your overly masculine. And a lot of <laughs> women are now overly masculine, mm-hmm. so... With that, you know, the thyroid balancing out our hormones and, um, yeah, this this miscommunication, I can see that, like, if we're overly stimulated with cortisol and um, testosterone, mm-hmm. that would impact the hormone balance in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of women these days, you notice, I'm sure in your work, that they're just disconnected. Mm. Well, it's interesting, like, something I've experienced with, typically with women who have thyroid issues mm-hmm. um, is they are, and this is typically, it's not always the case, but it's just the themes that I've kind of witnessed mm-hmm. is they are disconnected from their pleasure, mm-hmm. like not just sexual, but pleasure in life, like, mm-hmm. and like feeling like allowing eros and life force to like run through the body. Mm-hmm. And it's usually also this relationship with uh, being so concerned about what others will think. 
Mm. Um, and so the shutdown of the voice, not saying what you want because of being so concerned about how mm. someone else will perceive you or being rejected because of that. Um, and the, it's interesting because the flip is when you speak your truth, you will attract people who are in line with that. And it's the separate yeah. filtering system anyway. Yeah. But, you know, that's harder said than done sometimes. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of still a people pleaser, but, like, I'd like to say ex-people pleaser, but it's still there. Yeah, we're all unwiring now. Yeah, that one's, on it. yeah it's a big one. Yeah, this is when it's, like, you know, got into a space of extreme shutdown that mm. that's starting to happen. So that's gate two. We've mm-hmm. got the G spot and the magnetism pulling you in mm-hmm. when you take like sexually, like just allowing that energy to to magnetize the cock in and that connection with the the thyroid and yeah. being able to vocally express. Mm-hmm. So what's gate three? Yeah, so gate three is the clitoris. Yeah, the crown jewel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the frequency that that vibrates at is devotion. Mm-hmm. And so, which just like tuning into that for a second is so beautiful. And like the energy of devotion, like giving mm. from a place of like deep love because you really want to be worshipping someone. Yeah. Yeah, just tuning into <laughs> that, like the sensitivity of the clitoris and the sensitivity that's required when we're devoting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Like full, deep listening and giving from a place of no expectation. Mm. And oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Unconditional giving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so the clitoris, uh, its relationship is with the pineal gland, which is the third eye in the center of the brain mm-hmm. in um, Egyptian and Hindu and a lot of other um eastern cultures and the third eye is like our our psychic center of sight and intuition for those who who aren't aware and what's amazing is these two clitoris and third eye form in utero at the same time and so and so it's about 42 days and okay buddhist culture believe that that's when soul enters the body okay i've heard so this is 42 days um after the the conception. conception yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah so that's when they believe that the, the soul enters the body in buddhism and that science has determined that that's when um the gender starts to form mm. and at that time there's like a flood of dmt which is released through the pineal gland oh my god and i've got goosebumps yeah wow <laughs> and so yeah that's when the clitoris forms and they maintain this really beautiful connection and so this is like um <clears throat> it's just and all these threads dropping in but like so the french call the orgasm le petit mort which is like the little death and oh. when you look at even native american indian cultures like kundalini through the egyptian lineage um hindu cultures when you come to the third eye through um experiencing this current of kundalini it's a death mm. um, it's a complete like it's passing through the eye of the needle um surrendering like duality and like having like an ego death for Native American Indians, it's like the dark night of the soul. Wow. It's like a path of initiatory, like going into the void, essentially the void of the womb. Um, I'm getting really esoteric here. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm loving it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this is what I love is when there's like threads between the metaphysical and science. And mm. so um, when we orgasm as women, we have this bridge mm. to that 
like death and release yeah. of dignity. Wow. I've yeah. had some really cosmic orgasms where I feel like I've left my body and yeah. just ended up completely different state of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Just cosmic. Yeah. 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 And they've actually been able to determine that like through looking at neuroscience, different parts of the prefrontal cortex in a woman's brain shut off mm. when we're orgasming, which is like our sense of reasoning and which is why like the witches period, women who are connected to their, their pleasure and their eros and their orgasm, like for that culture at that time it was like experiencing women in this completely disinhibited state where reasoning and logic just wasn't a thing because you're in this like space of in between yeah and that was like kind of spooky to to people at the time that's why they like hunted women because they were like liberated in that way we had the witch burnings but Mm. yeah so it's like this power of woman as a bridge between worlds like not only bringing and birthing humans Mm. it's like we have that when we orgasm to go into the space of like altered state where we are releasing dmt Mm. and it's why trust is so important being at the first gate like yeah establishing that it's like do you trust the person you're with to hold you (sighs) and do you trust yourself to be able to like let go into that space of like unknown Mm. and do you trust your power because like for a lot of us like you know, whether you believe in an ancestral imprint that we've experienced through generations or whether you believe in like past lives when we've experienced that on a soul level, mm. it's like we have this imprint of when I've been in my power, I've been um, slaughtered for it mm-hmm. or persecuted. Um, and so... Or shame. Shame, yeah. yeah. So it's a complete reclaiming and recalibrating in the nervous system mm. of allowing ourselves to go to those spaces. So Because we inherit that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we inherit that yeah from a cellular level wow mm-hmm. i'm just like <laughs> feeling quite moved yeah we really yeah. went there just like yeah it's, oh, it's like a- i'm just noticing like yeah noticing um what it takes to be in full surrender when when and some women haven't had that that trust and that surrender in in that connection with their partner to just fully um submit to the euphoric ecstasy that can be experienced when we let go yeah yeah a lot of my a lot of people that I've worked with or work with have experienced this um just like feeling so disconnected so I'm sure there's many women listening to this listening to this right now feeling really seen yeah 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 Yeah, and it's such a beautiful piece when like men are doing the work to Mm. like you know for men to hear this Mm. and like it's such an honor to to hold that safety in that space and like I'm here and I've got you for someone to be able to let go and and also understanding how deep that is for a woman and the aftercare afterwards even mm-hmm. like and it's something really beautiful that got into the habit of practicing like before I'm even connecting with someone like what are you available for yeah and like what are your needs both ways RBDSM yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and just like because for me I've noticed earlier on um when I started shifting gears into being more discerning with who I was choosing and having these conversations, it's like, okay, well, if I know that they're available for this, mm. then I'm I'm going to be more mindful with how deep I allow myself to go or my expectations I place around that. And maybe I need to step into holding myself a little bit more. Maybe I don't want to go there at all. Mm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Tuning into that. Mm-hmm. 
So we've got gate one, trust, and that's the lips. Yep. Gate two is gratitude, and that is the G spot. Mm-hmm. Gate three is the third eye oh, and the clitoris. Devotion. And devotion, devotion, thank you. Mm-hmm. And now we're at gate four. Yeah, so this is extra yummy, and I feel like I'm personally in a really deep an initiation with this one specifically at the moment mm-hmm. um, is the cervix mm. and it vibrates at the frequency of erotic innocence. Love that. Yeah. It Because <laughs> it is innocent. Mm-hmm. It can be, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, in utero babies are seen touching themselves and it's like uh-huh. it's creation energy, like our pleasure mm. has only been seen as shamed or it's only had shame put on it. You know, mm. that's been piled on top. That in its essence is actually so pure and divine. And like, yeah, there's distortions that can come in and around that, but in its core, mm. it's like it's innocent and mm. so beautiful. And I find this is getting a little bit controversial, but I feel it's it's a conscious choice that at some point in our world we remove the archetype in through religion of the erotic woman. And the innocence of that and we have the virgin mother so mm. she's not even a sexual being she's you know wow and then we have the whore of mary magdalene wow and there's no in between there's no reference point for women who are looking at archetypal stories and that's how we used to learn mm. like you know through our history of tribal culture um and mythology it's like they removed the erotic woman and through my own research, um, Mary Magdalene, I understand her to be a priestess mm-hmm. and she was actually initiated in the Isis lineage of Egypt, which was working with sexual energy through mm-hmm. for healing. Um, and so that's, again, its own rabbit hole. But, uh, yeah, it's like this piece of erotic innocence and re- reclaiming that as pure and also... Mm-hmm our ability to feel pleasure is our ability to feel deeply connected to ourselves and our nervous system and our sensitivity and move Mm. energy. And so the cervix is connected to our pituitary gland, Mm -hmm. which is, um, if you're looking from a chakra perspective, um, pituitary gland is the crown. crown. Yeah. So uh, the cervix is a birth portal. Mm -hmm. It's also a death portal. Mm. it's the same with the crown it's like our ability to receive information mm-hmm. in from source god higher self our own soul whatever you want to call it our own minds whatever mm-hmm. and birth it through our cervix into the physical wow yeah wow <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like i need to allow pauses sometimes yeah <laughs> this information just let it marinate a bit yeah <laughs> wow mm yeah wow yeah so like and we were talking about this me and my friend Anna Maria this morning is like for most women our relationship with our cervix is like we connect with it whenever we need to get a pap smear out of fear of getting cancer cancer. and that's like the only time that most women have a relationship with it and it's this dreaded thing where Mm -hmm. they like scrape a part of you oh and like i it's you know it's necessary on some level but Mm. it's um again the medical trauma piece yeah Um, yeah i cringe yeah (laughs) when he just contracts at the thought of it yeah yeah and so for me i was telling you this morning like the first time 
I experienced my cervix was when I had candida and I was kind of exploring and trying to feel what was going on mm. and I felt it and I'd never felt it with my own fingers and I was like oh my god this like mm. I thought I had a tumor wow and that was terrifying and then going and looking up images and anatomy and being like oh <laughs> that's what that is yeah and why haven't I learned about this thing yeah and so yeah your cervix is like and often for a lot of women, like it takes 45 minutes on average for our cervix to actually move up deeper into the pussy to even be ready for penetration. Okay. And that's where a lot of pain come from, comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. Ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Some flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. So it's like if you're experiencing that, realizing you, you need more time and more slowness and more turn on and more foreplay just to be able to like allow that to deepen and allow her to soften so that she can receive that and also de-armoring like um, this is why yoni mapping is really beautiful working with the yoni lips and the inside of the yoni but when you get to the cervix and like leaning in instead of contracting from pain it's like giving it the space to be like letting it be felt and it will move mm. or if there's numbness there like that's gone to a space of protection it's just trying to protect you so it's like giving it sensation and sometimes it moves back through pain back in to pleasure and allowing emotions memories whatever is needed to release to come up and that's why having a facilitator can be really helpful to just like have that presence and space held for like mm. the deeper stuff or a partner who you really trust to be able to hold you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're in a space where you can do that yourself, it's amazing and so empowering. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, just allowing whatever needs to come up to move because it will. It will move. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, our tendency is to go in the mind and hold it. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, actually just softening to the sensations and it does let go. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what is the difference between a cervical orgasm and any other orgasm Mm. i in my experience it's Mm. so much like it's hard to explain because it's like they are intense each in their own way in their own way yeah yeah. um for me a cervical orgasm was like at the first time i had one it was a complete kundalini response i went into like this convulsion Uh shaking it was a complete letting go Mm. um to this absolutely disinhibited space where it was like you know, I was clearly not worried about the guy freaking out about me being this like, Ugh. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, I, I got out of my van and I started seeing these like colors and orbs and all of these different energies, and I got quite overwhelmed <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> and was like, ah, oh, <laughs> got back in the car. <laughs> so again, it's like the crown is like this back to it being a death portal it's like this complete letting go of self um this complete surrender into how much pleasure can you actually handle um how much power can you actually handle and again this is where the nervous system comes in is really important if you think about applying a a cord or a like a cable Mm. with a bolt of electricity that it's not able to like handle it like yeah you know so our nervous systems are the same that's why it's really important to like build that up from a place of yeah. gentleness and slowness trust yeah. gratitude devotion absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> building it up uh-huh yeah was, yeah we won't allow ourselves to go there or we can like short circuit ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> in that intensity whereas if we're in a space where our, our bodies can like hold that intensity it's like 
it's profound mm. like you are entering a completely other space and it's like this is the power of woman that we mm. we don't understand is available to us yeah sometimes I've cried I've just yeah. released all these emotions because you know there's so much emotion being stored in our hips mm-hmm. and that space boxes that yeah our room what did you say gate four was so we've got the trust gratitude devotion yeah erotic innocence that's right yeah yeah erotic innocence yeah yeah so it's like really surrendering into like allowing yourself to be deeply penetrated without the shame of that Mm. being wrong and allowing yourself to deeply receive the the power and the beauty of that and what it is to be entered by someone else and be opened by someone else and like create from that space whether it's like creative endeavors or life and um there's a piece I really wanted to speak to with the cervix is like you have like the vagus nerve and like several major meridians that tie from cervix and weave through our digestive system like through our womb Mm. through our reproductive system through our digestive system and like that's our entire nervous system so if the cervix is armored then it's like a tree with its roots tapped yeah and like you know not having the space to expand and really root down into the earth and like deeply feel and what is also really amazing from an anatomical level is like the blood that supplies our cervix Mm -hmm. supplies our digestive system and our heart wow it's different from the blood that supplies the rest of our body it's richer it's like yeah it's called the Chiang Mai. It's like the sea of blood. Oh. It's like more magnetically charged. It's more nutrient dense. Mm. And so that blood's circulating all of these spaces. And like, this is our core of our being. And like, mm. I find a lot of women go on this ascension path that's like a very masculine spiritual journey, which Oof. is amazing and mm-hmm. has its own beauty. But like, the path of the feminine is the path of the descent, which is. Like we find divine, we find erotic innocence, we find that in the body. In the body, like going yeah. through into like being in our body and not being ashamed of our bodies being wrong, not having them be a sin. Mm. Like this is mm. everything we need and it is connected to everything else. Mm. And like the cervix is kind of, it's the last physical gateway before you go into the energetics of the womb. Mm. And so it acts as like this plug. Mm. And so if that's, you know, armored and feeling tight and not safe, then like that creates this like it's a little bit harder for the waters of that consciousness to flow through us. Yeah. 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 Wow. There is so much happening and so many like little <laughs> synapses going on in my brain where I'm just like, oh cool, this is why this is happening. This is why this is happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a huge load of information to receive in one go yeah and I love it Mm -hmm. and so when you do womb gates Mm -hmm. what does that look like is it a physical experience with your clients or is it yeah both yeah Mm -hmm. like um so I've been working a lot with my mentorship clients over like Mm -hmm. several months Mm. working with the womb gates to slow yeah yeah. typically three to six months um depending on where they're at and Mm -hmm. what they want to do um but we will work with like kind of the themes of like what are the wounds within your own relationship with yourself and the world around you Mm -hmm. and okay so like trust being able to call in what you want being able to create what you want Mm. um the shame around your eroticism what is it that's going on and then like okay or on a physical level what's out of balance and Mm. how is that reflecting things in your life and so on that 
on a psychological level and then I give them transmissions which are just meditation practices to go in and explore Mm -hmm. um, and work with their consciousness and their mind and their awareness and their intention. Mm. Intention is everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember reading that in the Magdalene manuscript mm. and just this one part about the alchemy that can take place from that intention yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. And that comes back to really understanding the power of mind, the power mm. of thought. So much power. Yeah. And then, um, then I give them like physical practices, so they're working in the physical body at the same time. So it's multi layered. Mm, yeah. yeah, addressing each avenue and each part of the experience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The metaphysical and the physical. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, so I think. Yeah, it's really it's yeah. like amazing to address one. But I feel like with kinesiology, we work with the triad of health, which is a triangle mm. on each side. You've got the physical, mental emotional spiritual mm-hmm. and you can address one but if the other two aren't being addressed then is the change really going to stick yeah so, sustainable change yeah absolutely necessary wow and so from working with women in with this tool and what what some of the transformations you've witnessed and experienced with them yeah well <laughs> <laughs> your eyes just lit up yeah <laughs> well that's like yeah, I feel like every time I experience a woman making those changes, it just re-anchors to me like, you know, I, I might, it just re-reminds me how, how powerful and how beautiful it is. And, like, mm. for me, it's like experiencing a woman just coming back to her essence and who she is and trusting that mm. and, like, without doubt. And so she can create whatever it is she wants to create, whatever she's here to create from a place of, like, deep trust and knowing and like allowing herself to receive everything she's worth so like the shifts are I've got goosebumps again yeah <laughs> the shifts are massive and like you think about that ripples to the women in her bloodline the women mm. in her community her daughters like mm. and the, like the men in her life and the way that they meet women and the way that they show up so it's like I feel like having kept women disconnected from their power is a very conscious manipulation because we're really fucking powerful yeah (laughs) and this is the thing like a lot of women in power like we were saying before lead from their masculine because that's what they've been taught Mm -hmm, and -hmm. that's what they've seen and Mm. that's not as sustainable and it doesn't resonate because it's not truly authentic for a lot of people and then they're like shamed whereas a woman leading from a feminine is a completely different experience Mm -hmm. and like that's what the world (laughs) desperately needs at this point in time and I feel like that's what is really going to create change with like literally birthing a new way way. yeah that's what I'm about celebrating our differences and allowing ourselves to you know empower ourselves to to embody our differences Mm -hmm. you know instead of like trying to create this the way I see it is like the masculine and the feminine resides within us integrating the relationship and that marriage within Mm -hmm. and then having that translate in our physical relationships Mm -hmm. yeah um, but essentially as a woman being really anchored in um, the feminine way, mm-hmm. there's been so much research done on this. Like yeah. women burn out if they're too masculine. Yeah. There's like it's there's yeah. no question about it. It's just not working. Yeah. And then they go into their relationships is obviously what I'm passionate about, the mm-hmm. relational side. Yeah. Go into their relationships feeling really overwhelmed and then having um, not able to drop into their feminine with their partners because they've had to over-masculine. Yeah. Because men haven't shown up, men haven't been there, men don't know how to handle a woman yeah. 
in this because of the power. Yeah. Or demasculating the men because they yeah. don't trust themselves to surrender. Yeah, like, exactly. So stabbing because dad wasn't there or mum had to be dad and then witnessing and inheriting that. Totally. So many layers to it, so yeah. many reasons for it. Um but yeah, this is the this is the this is the the, the root I feel of the the miss or the disconnect that I see in relationships that that really dissolves any sense of intimacy for people, mm-hmm. and it's that disconnect from ourselves and so not being able to like what you said, tune in and trust. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I think it's so beautiful you talked about like that marriage piece because it's like mm. you know it's so beautiful playing with different archetypes and energies in yourself, and it's like it doesn't mean if you're not in your instinct overtly feminine or yin like mm. you know it's like it doesn't mean you have to be yeah but it's it's more about when we're talking about reclaiming the feminine it's like reclaiming that sensitivity and our pleasure and like the surrender and being able to be in our softness and being able to be in our deep listening to ourselves mm. and that can then externalize however you want yeah um but it's like yeah again not letting ourselves be controlled from these places of like distrust and and protectiveness Mm. yeah Mm. yeah I can see both sides you know I love that we had this conversation last night about seeing both sides Mm -hmm. because I can see men or the patriarch really distrusting themselves Mm -hmm. with this feminine essence yeah because it is so powerful yeah yeah and not knowing what to do with it yeah and therefore oppressing it or suppressing it and yeah you know, all the other distorted ways of like trying to control and manipulate yeah. that has occurred for centuries. Yeah. 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 And it's, I guess it's like, I was reading this really beautiful piece from Richard Ryan Jean Keys where he talks about um, the idea of form, like structure and matter and like, and then the magic and mm. like how they, they coexist in a way. But like, if you're from a system that's like very structured and that's a way of like creating safety and needing to understand how things work. Mm-hmm. Then the mystery of the magic, which has no form and can't be explained, but just is, and we experience that in our own subtle ways. And the woman, woman is so much that then we don't understand it. Then it's like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. you know? So I feel like that's what I've experienced through looking at our history is like mm-hmm. the masculine has. And oh, this is actually a whole other rabbit hole, but there's this really cool um, lecture I was listening to about this guy. I was talking about why did we go? Have we got time to go into this? Yep. Yep. Yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah. Um, why did we go from collectively across the globe worshipping a predominantly matriarchal god of the earth, mm-hmm. of the goddess? Mm-hmm. And then pretty much all through history, when you look at like architecture and like, you know, ruins and stuff shifting around the same time period to a one patriarchal masculine god and he's like why did that happen mm. and he was looking at other things that were happening at the time and so you have the left and right side of the brain yeah right. love this <laughs> so, oh God, yes. so the left side of the brain controls the right side of the body and it's more logic reason structure and the right side of the brain controls the left side of the body which is the feminine nurturing essence emotional side mm-hmm. and writing came about at that same time and so the right hand which is the left side of the brain holds the sphere and Mm. writes the word and so that creates law that creates contracts that creates ways of being but he was saying when you give the left side of the brain power Mm -hmm. it over dominates 
And so it like becomes about this structure and this reasoning and less about this nurturing essence. And so if you look at that externalized, it's like a, um, you know, this God goddess piece uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, through archetypal essence of the energy of what's going on inside. Mm. Like that's what is shifted. And then you have the law of God, the will of God, as opposed to the way of being in harmony with nature and the seasons and connection mm -hmm. to that. So like to me, that was just like ding, 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 fascinating. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's like we have both within us and the, the balance of both yeah. within us. And, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah wow <laughs> so interesting so interesting because yeah you know physical ailments for example you were talking to me about this last night about the difference between having left ovary pain and right ovary pain and mm. one being look i'll let you explain yeah. so <laughs> left ovary is about our connection to our matriarchal lineage our mother's line mm -hmm. our mother wounds mm -hmm. that have been passed down through our, our mothers mm -hmm. <laughs> um also the gifts as well um but it's also like the mothering essence of how we gestate and nurture our creative projects mm -hmm. how we birth it into the world and then we how we mother it after it's um you know it's birthing Birth, yeah, and yeah. look after it and sustain it and uh then our right ovary is our connection to more of our relationship with our masculines uh, with our masculine with our masculine so i was saying like you know if you have a typically toxic or a really passionate relationship with someone like those really fiery connections that mm. aren't that healthy but you can't let go of because it's like yeah the last <laughs> yeah. yeah in there um <laughs> Usually yeah. there's like, you know, some more energetic imprints or hooks going on mm -hmm. in the right ovary. Um, it's also how we project. It's our passion. Mm -hmm. It's how we project our creative um, energy out into the world. Um, and so, yeah, it's like having those and our relationship with our father and our, mm -hmm. our patriarchal lineage. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much to explore there and there's so much to our bodies. I'm listening to the... Um, audiobook of Body Keeps the Score and I am truly fascinated by the way our bodies are wired all yeah. the intricacies mm -hmm. this is what I love about kinesiology mm. it's like just it's a body science that works with the body as the subconscious right? and it's like something's happening physically mm -hmm. what's the emotion behind it what's going on on the subconscious level that is creating that to um manifest physically mm -hmm. and like i could argue this for days i feel like each to their own they believe what they want but in mm -hmm. my experience and having done kinesiology and like again and again going into the root of something mm. in my experience there's always something going oh. on and yeah <laughs> i just i can also confirm i recently had kinesiology with a chiropractor who's also studied kinesiology and he just went into my body and discovered something that i've been suffering from for 10 years and mm -hmm. it all just like he weaved all of my ailments and it just all makes sense now yeah 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 it's really, yeah it's like the body's really forgiving mm. but sometimes it needs to get really loud to like draw our awareness to something yeah and like sometimes it's not loud though yeah <laughs> you know like I, I and this is the thing that I really want to like um make a point on mm -hmm. is like I've gone to the doctors about certain things and I've like you know I've had pain during sex so I've gone to check out for endometriosis mm -hmm. and it's come back negative and you know I've gone through the whole process of getting an internal scan done mm -hmm. all the things 
And the doctor turned around and said to me, you just need to have some red wine before you make love. Like, what kind of advice is that? Whoa. <laughs> um, and then I've gone to them and I said, like, you know, my hormones don't feel in balance, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You need to go on the contraceptive pill, which has adverse effects to yeah. your mental health and, mm-hmm. like, doesn't allow it's the- a band-aid. It's a band-aid. It's such a band-aid. And now that I'm like on this naturopath health holistic journey, I'm discovering how much my body is literally keeping the score mm-hmm. and where all this stuff, trauma, I guess, is stored in my body mm-hmm. and how that's showing up yeah. sexually um, mm-hmm. and physically on my in my body on my face all the things like I think I was telling you I've got this rash of um, perioral dermatitis on my chin yeah with face mapping that represents mm. sexual organs reproductive mm. organs yeah and so yeah hearing you I'm like oh my god I need some sessions <laughs> <laughs> literally uh-huh. yeah because yeah. I can just I'm actually feeling I've felt quite overwhelmed listening to all of the things that you've been sharing yeah there's a lot of information at once yeah and like that's that's something i just want to anchor for everyone here is listening like is a compassion piece mm. and it's like we haven't been taught how mm. to like understand this it's not been in our general awareness we're having to figure it out as we go and like you know it's mm. the body starts to speak up when like we're not meeting ourselves on those other levels and so it's like cool like for me candida was my initiation and mm. like the catapult into this stuff yeah so like the reclaiming the remembering is like so beautiful as you're learning and healing and like coming back from that point of like that unwinding mm-hmm. and so I'm really excited for you like it's awesome that candida has been the, the catalyst for you and for me it's um recurring bacterial vaginosis mm-hmm. that's what caused me to go on the diet yeah that was just complete similar kind of thing as a candida diet yeah just completely cleansing out all inflammatory foods yeah Mm-hmm. and then noticing my intolerance to certain foods my gut health yeah and it's well this yeah. is like the relationship with the gut the nervous system and the womb again it's mm. like they're all very interconnected and also like our sacral from a chakra perspective being in the belly being over the womb it's like mm. that's our emotional center mm-hmm. it's really like and it's water mm. as well and it's like when I say water, each chakra has an element that they connect it with and, like, waters of the womb, um, emotional waters, like waters of this space here being in sacral. Water holds memory. Mm. And, like, water is, like, have you seen the Japanese study? This guy, like, treated different glasses of water differently and then froze them and looked at the crystals under microscopes mm-hmm. and the ones that were given love had beautiful mandala-like snowflakes and the ones that were ignored or given hatred were, like, deformed. And so it's like we are made up of mostly water. Every cell in us has water. Um, And there's a vibration. Yeah. And so we emanate, yeah. Yeah, so that emotional level, it's like how we, like, communicating with ourselves and, Mm. yeah, just, yeah. Mm. So I am, like, so intrigued not only for myself but I can imagine people listening will be like how do we find you what do we do like <laughs> yeah what sort of what sort of um, programs and offerings do you have available at the moment for people so for the womb gates I have an online course mm-hmm. it's go at your own pace um mm-hmm. typically uh women I've when I've done it as a live program which I'm not doing at the moment although people message me depending on timing I'm 
potentially open to mm-hmm. um but you can do it at your own pace it's got voice recordings and like practices and transmissions and uh, all of this information i'm talking about like written out cool um so if you real know and want to study it then it's like a really great course um mm. can typically do it if you're doing each gate every two weeks so you could do a gate a month like whatever you want mm-hmm. um so that's called sensuous um, cool name yeah i love that yeah. sensuous yeah sensuous yeah. woman um, I've got a few other online courses around menstrual cycle, but I feel like Sensuous is the one I'm most excited about at the moment. It was life you. Yeah. Mm. And um, I do one-on-one sessions in person. I'm based between Byron Bay and Melbourne mm-hmm. and uh, do yoni mapping, kinesiology, womb healing. I do these sessions that are a combination of massage, kinesiology and energy body work. Mm-hmm. They're like a full ceremony and they work with all those different aspects. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. Um, but I feel like if you've got something that's like, feeling really big and it's been a thing for a while like a lot of my clients have endometriosis or polycystic ovaries mm-hmm. um fibroids like real intense physical manifestations of something mm-hmm. i recommend working with me over three to six months longer mm-hmm. um and then that's in a mentorship setting where we're having uh fortnightly calls and then i'm giving you content in between mm-hmm. and so you go really deep and like i've had so many women with endometriosis having painful periods just heal that completely. I have no doubt. Yeah. No it's, doubt. It's mm. just through like their devotion. It's amazing. So yeah. I fully feel that and believe wholeheartedly that our bodies are able to self-heal. Yeah, absolutely. We are able to self-heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it happen. I've, I've seen it happen too. too. Yeah. So have many other leaders, mm-hmm. like Caroline Mace. She's done so much work on me. Have you read the book, The Anatomy of the Spirit? Anyway. No. <laughs> so, so, like, just so many things, so many miracles that I've, like, read up on about the body being able to heal itself and you obviously having first-hand experience with your clients. I imagine it's just, like, can be quite... Um, beautiful to witness yeah it's everything your eyes lit up yeah when i asked you about the transformation and you can just see that and that ripple effect i resonate with that too because yeah that yeah we change yeah thank you so much for joining me oh such a pleasure i'll say if people want to find me um hadavella um underscore Mm -hmm. hadavella underscore on instagram it's probably the best way yeah Yeah. so we'll add all the details in the bio as well and of course you can email me Mm -hmm. um if you need more information and i'll include your email there as well Mm -hmm. um on how to get in contact with hannah thank you thank you so much that was awesome that was so good (laughs) i feel so nourished from that conversation thank Mm, you my pleasure (laughs) see you guys next podcast